Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes one in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. The following episode of Go Simcha, the podcast, is proudly sponsored by Karen Simcha's Chassan Vikala. Karen Simcha's Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. everybody and welcome back to another great episode of go simple the podcast we're coming off a really really good week last week we we sat down with zalman pollock and my i have to tell you i have our traffic went through the roof last week with after we put up that episode it was insane but this week we have a really cool guest um you guys probably have heard his latest song but I wonder how many of you guys actually know that this guy was around before this song just came out. Um, and I'm going to say to him in Spanish, because that is partially what his song is written in. Good afternoon. Buenos tardes, my friend Ruven Garber. How are you? Shalom Aleichem. What's going on, buddy? Buenas tardes. Shalom Aleichem. Zisha. Bueno, bueno. Se habla español, sí? Se habla español, sí, por supuesto. Muy poquito más. <laughs> Great to be on your show. Really, really privileged and looking forward. For sure, man. Listen, you know, when when your your song came out, when Aya came out, and everyone's passing it around, and they're just like, oh my God, this song is incredible. And I put it on, and this one, your song, it happened to be, is one of the first piece, the first songs I put on every single day when I, when I, before I sit down to work. Because it puts me in a great mood. It does what it's supposed to do, and it just makes me dance. So I want to say, Kolakavo, to you, your music is is incredible, and it does wonderful things. But, um, you know, a lot of people know you for this song, but you've been around for a while. So what's your story? I mean, you're all the way out in South Africa. So what's your story? <clears throat> well, man, got a, got a big story. All of us have quite a big story. It's a big world. But Baruch Hashem, the first thing I really want to say is, uh, you know, you say that we that I had the privilege to put out the song. Yeah, it's true. It's a tremendous privilege, but my mash don't have any credit for it whatsoever. It's all from Hashem and just a shaliach, a messenger. It's absolutely incredible to have this small piece in the, in this, in the puzzle, to play this, this piece in the puzzle. And yeah, it's just such a privilege. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to Hashem. Incredible, incredible opportunity. Got a lot of big stories. So yeah, as follows, just to give a small background, um, I was involved in a little band or duo called Derech Achim, um, which we released our songs about two and a half years ago, something like that. Um, it's two of us were brother, brothers-in-laws married to two sisters um, wow. here in South Africa. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. So, um, And we put out some songs which really took off so beautifully, Baruch Hashem, and inspired many, many people all over the world. And that's really where things started, you know, and um, now we've just changed pitch a little bit. Just we're working extremely closely together. 
um, in, in the same way my brother-in-law, Jared, actually, he's the one behind the compositions and the production, and that's really his field. Uh, but we just saw going forward that this that, uh, going with the, this type of pitch will actually be better for the sake of everything. So that's really the bottom line. But, yeah, we're moving forward with new songs, and that's the, that's the agenda, please, God. So Derek Achim is not split up. You guys are just doing different, role, different, th- different roles within the, the group. That's exactly it. You know, just like what one's learned is that people just have different functions. Some people work better to produce and to compose in a quiet way without performing. And other people's uh, tough kid and role is to go out rather and, you know, o- openly and outwardly connect with people, you know? So everybody, my, 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 not, my tough kid is, uh, and my, let's say my, my professionalism or what I, what I feel has blessed me with is more connecting with people and performing in that type of vibe. And we just saw that it's, uh, it would work better this way, for both of us, you know, but at the same time, you know, sometimes one feels when something like this happens, what happened? What was the story? What fight took place? What's going on? <laughs> right. Hashem, we're, cl- we're closer than ever. Um, in many, many, many different ways. So Baruch Hashem, things are amazing. That's great. No, I mean, you guys, when you put out a bunch of, you guys, you guys came out, like, like you said, two and a half years ago, and you put out a whole bunch of music and you had, it, it was it was really good. The sound was great because like you had, you, you did these classic Nagunim, but you added that South African flair to it, that like that Tom of South Africa to it. And especially like, I liked Yemesh Gokhek. That was, that was an incredible song. And thank you with, with the African drums in there and like the, just like the whole, like the whole vibe, like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's parts in that song. I'm a, I'm a musician myself, so I can, I pick these things out and there's parts in that song. that are just like really incredible, like really, really full on African vibes. And I think that, I think that shows a lot about who you guys are, like, especially coming in from South Africa, being in South Africa and connecting with the culture out there. Um, I mean, that song is great. And then your other song that you guys did was the Piazetsunigan. That yeah, that's a holy song. That very, very holy song. Yeah. That when I heard that the first time I heard that and I saw that video, like I felt it in my heart. Now I am a mush. I felt it in my heart, and that's how you know how powerful Nigan is when you can feel it in feel the koach of that Nigan. Now what? What was the story behind that? Because I know like you guys had a whole little, in the video you had, there was like a whole little intro to it talking about, but like, what's the connection between you and the H. Kodesh and the nigga? Sure, lots to say here. So <laughs> firstly, Baruch Hashem, Hashem's given us, you know, music. And it's, it's just, you mentioned before, like the different colors, it's the African color and, the, you know, the different colors that we have. It's just, you know, Hashem's given us this opportunity to connect to him in so many different ways. And right. yeah, that is part of the vision to add, you know, the different kinds of sounds and music is such a powerful tool, you know, this is what the Malachim do all day. Um, you know, so yeah, we do specifically do try to add those African sounds, you know, now in this song, the new song is a bit of a Spanish sound right. and obviously a lot of Israeli stuff in it. Yeah. But in terms of the Pia Setson song that you're asking about, so um, that really comes, that really originates from my brother-in-law, Jared. He, he went through many years that he learned a lot of the Sfarim of the Pia Setson Rebbe. Um, who people, if, if one's not familiar with the story, a good place to start is the music video. It gives a very small um, s- summary and synopsis well, of the, who the PSS scenario was. Well, there's shuls here. There, I'm, yeah, I'm the shuls I'm yeah. in Bichamish, and, and the, the, the shuls here. That's amazing. That's incredible. Wow, what does you have to live, to live right by the year? That's incredible. So, yeah, but he, he really connected very much to the PSS scenario. 
And the, 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 the Nigun actually doesn't originate from the Pierce Nitzan Rebbe himself. It was a song right. that just after learning his Svarim and really tapping into his energy and having Siata Dishmai, that was the tune that came down, you know, Minash to compose um, in his legacy. That's really the story behind it. Yeah, it's a great tune. And, and, and sometimes it just pops in my head every once in a while, like I start humming it. And it's one of those things that just really gets ingrained in you. Yeah, my mash, it's a powerful song. So so now now with your with your new song, everyone's talking about ah oh, this is a new song. It's it's Spanish, the whole thing. Like so so number one, how do you know Spanish? And number two, why did you why'd you put out a song in in Espanol? Wow, so this is interesting. I'm a South African right. that is very Jewish relatively, so quite connected to Israel and lived there for a long time. Okay. And at the same time, the first language that I spoke was Spanish. So try to put that together. My cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my parents are both Argentinian. Even though I was born in South Africa, they decided to teach me Spanish before English. So yeah. So that's really where I get it from. My parents speak Spanish and that's why it's a, it's a language that we speak at home. Although English is my first language. Um, we do speak Spanish. We just feel like, again, there's a part of the role that um, I feel that Hashem has assigned to me is to connect many Eden and bring us all together. So we want to just, um, you know, inspire people from all different angles, be it in Spanish, be it in Hebrew, be it in English. So we just, uh, the, the vibe of, and the en- energy of the song, after making the tune, we felt that Spanish would be right for the verses and the bridges. So we put it in. That's really where it comes from. That's incredible. And, and but why Spanish though? Why, why specifically Spanish? It's more like goes, you know, one gets a, everything Siata Dishmaya, but when one's composing a song and then composing lyrics, one has to see what Siata Dishmaya comes down, what's right, what fits, even the tune, every bit of the tune. It's always just kind of what goes and what, direct, what direction Hashem sends things, you know. So now we're composing some songs, you know, this, was, this song maybe it's Hebrew, it, it fits it better, maybe modern Hebrew, maybe Torah Hebrew, another song maybe completely in English. It kind of just depends on the energy, on many different factors of also a little bit of a feeling of, a, of, a, of how it comes out, a little bit hard to put into words. I wonder if you get a little bit of an idea of what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I totally get you, man. I totally, I totally get you. That's, that's really incredible. And it's funny because I'm sitting and listening to the song. I understand every single word you were saying. I took two years of Spanish when I was in high school. So I understand. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah, I don't remember a single thing. I know how to say cerveza, por favor, <laughs> or donde está el baño, por favor. Everybody knows that. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> donde está el baño, por favor. Um, no, I, I, I understand. It was, but it's interesting because Spanish itself is a very, very nice language. They call it... In, when I was learning it, they called it one the love language. And so like, it's interesting how you paired it with like the words, I am a Kamkavoda and how you're pairing this language. It's very generally, it's generally very nice, very sweet, very, um, very happy, like very, you know, you know what I'm saying? And then you put it with those words and you're talking about Hashem, you're talking about Torah, you're talking about our the, our Gidim. I think it's very cool how you connected the two. Did you realize that? Did you think about that? Was there anything thought of when you were when you're composing that, like how the two connect? Or Stam Kacha? 
Join the leader in Glot Kosher Tours today with Kosher Rica Tours. Luxury cruises aboard the most desirable kosher cruise lines in the world. Glot Kosher Gourmet Cuisine prepared fresh daily and world-class scholars and residents aboard every tour. Experience the world with Kosher Rica today. Our tours sell out fast, so book yours today by visiting K-O-S-H-E-R-I-C-A dot com today. That's kosherica dot com today and experience the world through Kosher Rica's eyes. Absolutely, Baruch Hashem again, all But as you say, the beautiful, the, the language, the, the Spanish language, is a really there's a certain beauty to it. Right. Um, that yeah, there's a certain beauty that it just goes so well, and the the, the song. It's soft. The song is really yeah. There's a certain softness. There's, there's a certain kedusha to it. If one picks up and once uh, taps into it, you know. So um, obviously on a certain level, but but the, the song itself. Um, I am a Kumkvara is an extremely, extremely, extremely deep song. On the one hand, you know, it's a four minutes of just people having fun. And right. That's also part of music. On the other hand, shit, this, song, this song goes back a long way, about two and a half years, or even longer, three years ago, something, I can't remember how long ago. That, that uh, tune, Vani Bechastacha, mm-hmm. different, ch- different challenging times that, um, that were going on around us. And that's when we really thought of, that that tune just came in. But we just thought of it as a single line without in the rest of the song. And then uh, these words, I am a kumkvada, one of the holiest words that really one can think, really. You know, the Sfarim say that just when one's in the dark, deepest, darkest of the, of, of the dark of, of places, that you have to just realize that even there, Hashem's still there. Hashem's everywhere. Hashem is mamash everywhere. And you say those words, I am a kumkvada, you're really looking for Hashem. And you're saying, Hashem, I know you're here. I know you're here and I'm going to find you. You know, and just the whole thing together. And if you, if you, if you, if one reads what the translation of the verses are, it's really the same concept, you know. It doesn't matter what's right. going on. Wake up in the morning. Things are so challenging. But right. you know what? I'm just going to say, Hashem, thank you, because I know it's good. I know you care about me. And I'm just going to get up and be happy with what you've given to me. So, yeah, for me, it's just everything together, that beautiful Spanish and the beautiful holy words. It's really, I have to say, I have to say it's a really holy song. I really feel it from a deep place yeah. in my heart. Well, that's what I'm saying, is that the fact that you you paired it with, you could have put it in Hebrew, you could have put it in, the whole thing in English, but like the fact that you got you paired it with 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 the Spanish language, like I said, is is a very soft, very lovely, um, lovely language, and with that with that those pesukim, like yeah, it really elevates it to a whole other level, and it brings it to another it brings it to another place. And I think it's really, it's really amazing. And yeah, I, I also, I felt it. I felt it too. And like I said, I listened to your song. It, it, it's the first thing that comes up on my Spotify playlist. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I'm not going to change it. But it, it puts you in that good mood because that whole, like that whole, that whole Spanish, that whole like reggaeton, it really puts you in a very good mood. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Really, it's a Really, exactly as you say. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. And so it's all about now. What other so so? What else are you guys working on? Are you do you guys do do you guys do a lot of concerts? Do you guys do a lot of shows, performances, like in South Africa, outside South Africa? What's what's your story with that? So with Derek Achim, we didn't as much. We put out more than we performed. Although we did do, we did perform a little bit, uh, but that wasn't really the main focus. And um, the part of the change kind of thing going forward is, yeah, the focus is much more going on concerts and live performances. Um, so yeah, already just starting now, but things to come. I mean, songs to come and uh, performances to come already. And I had a chat with somebody in Mexico yesterday. So, you know, things are things coming up. So things are, it's a process. But yeah, from us, I just really want to use whatever Hashem has given me to inspire Amisra. So That's yeah, it's going to be more more focused on 
obviously also putting out songs with Ratashim, but uh, also performing. Would you ever do a collaboration with some of these other Spanish-speaking singers? I know Mika Gammerman, he's, he's also a Spanish speaker, and there's a few others out there. Would you ever consider doing like, some sort of collaboration um, in Spanish? I have, I've never met Mika, uh, but, but I'll tell you the following, that, yeah. um, that I would absolutely love to, if, whoever's working, L'Shem Shamayim, I'm sure most people are, that's all I want to do. That's really my only purpose, you know? So it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter if I speak Chinese, I'd love to sing with them. That's great, man. man you, you, you just have such a great outlook on life. Like you, you, you really like, you come from such a place of like true year Shemayim. It's amazing. And Thank you. I really appreciate that. Baruch Hashem. Hashem has blessed me. But so what's it like being out in South Africa? Meaning like to, you you don't you said you're trying to work on doing more shows, but like, what's it like being out in South Africa? Um, to get to be so able to do that. Yeah, so in terms of performing, obviously, the it's a very very small market that we're going to have here in terms of performing. You know, we do chuppas and things like that all the time, um, but um, obviously, as a general general need in South Africa, it's a small little place. Although there are people, you know, we don't just live amongst the lions, like right. people sometimes think. Um, there are people, but at the same time, it's a small place. Yeah, I mean, but uh, at the same time, it's quite a small world in today's day and age. You know, there's uh, obviously a, one of the main markets is America, the whole of America, as well as obviously Israel. And, you know, we'll see as we go along. But yeah, it's been really awesome. I mean, that, that's something itself to just explore. People who haven't been to South Africa, there's something really unique and special we have in South Africa. We're a small place, but the, right. everybody, everybody who comes here, there's a, right. certain, there's a certain beauty and friendliness and love that there is amongst people that is really something unique in the world, which is uh, an amazing privilege to be here. Well, that's what I like about your music videos. And I know, I remember if you remember, Nisa made a music video out in South Africa, the flyaway video. And yeah, yeah, sure. That was also really cool. But like watching some of your videos, like I said, you have what I forget which which one it is. Um, I think it's like Lechadodi, probably in the in the field about Shabbos. That one is very cool. Um, but you know, all your music videos because most of them they take place out in South Africa, and it really, like I said, it brings about the entire culture. Where you have those African dancers. There's one video you guys did. You had like African dancers in there or something like that. It was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's Odi Shama. We did right. a video together with the Africans, right? Right. That. How was that? So yeah, tell me about that experience working together with the Africans. That was, all, that was awesome. Yeah, we we again they're great. Just Africans are just great and very friendly and very loving. And yes, it was just really really fun. We all went together. We went out. Of, we went. To a random place out of town. If you ask me where it is, I have absolutely no idea. Put coordinates on the GPS. Took about an hour and a half. And we went, just went there and danced with everybody. You know, danced with, uh, we went to a few of us and we brought a few of them there that met us there. And it was just a, you know, great job. That's really cool. Um, now, this, uh, the, the new music video you made, where was that filmed? That was also in so South This was also filmed, yeah. Most of it was filmed in South Africa. Uh, there's a little bit of stock footage in there also, um, just for a few little fill-up things, but most of it was filled in South Africa, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. So what's your favorite part about, because again, you guys seem like you put out a lot of songs and a lot of videos to go with them. So what's your favorite part about the music video process? Can you say that again? You guys seem to put out a lot of music and also to get in conjunction with, you put out, end up putting out videos too with them. Mm. What's your favorite mm. part about doing the, the videos? My favorite part is 
Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So my personal favorite part, I love performing. That's really, I love to sing and perform. Um, that's really my favorite part. So the actual doing it, the actual just going through the song and singing it and, you know, dancing with everyone, dancing with everyone. That's really cool. Um, and that's fun. You know, there's obviously work that takes place before that and after that, finding the right venues and editing the videos. And uh, that's a bit more work. But yeah, that's really fun just performing the videos and having that opportunity. That's great. Now, you guys, it seemed like most of your songs were, were all singles. Do you guys ever plan on putting out an album, like a proper album? Yeah, so for Derek Achim, what we did, we just, uh, we made a, a couple of singles. I think we did five music videos in the end. And then we kind of just made a few more songs to complete an album. So we do have an official album as Derek Achim. We put on what's called Maim Rabim. Um, in terms of the plan for this, what's going to be, We'll have to see. I don't know the way, the direction of where I see technology going. Just you know, nobody's. Uh, oh, there are still people buying discs, but the direction is kind of you know everything's being done online, and the vision. Not a hundred percent sure, so I wouldn't say this fully confidently, but um, a part of what we're thinking is just to rather release a single that you really work on properly, properly, properly. You know, with a beautiful video, because sometimes, unfortunately, what happens to people is they invest a lot of time, energy, money, and effort, and then you produce a beautiful so CD that maybe has 10 songs, and maybe maybe one, maybe, maybe two become hits type of thing, and it sometimes feels like a little bit of a chaval, like then nobody knows the other songs. Right. So I'm potentially thinking, you know, maybe just to put out singles um, as they come, and then you do them properly, and then, you know, then really you can, because sometimes also <laughs> what happens is kind of you're in the process, you've done six songs, and that's it, you just want to make the CD out, so you might land up rushing a little bit with the other songs, but who knows, not exactly sure, but that is the reason why um, the vision has been a little bit more with singles and uh, using videos for the singles. That's very interesting. Well, it's, it's, I mean, again, it, the visuals with the music is very, it's very powerful and especially your videos, like you, because it, where you guys are located and, and how you film it, it really brings out more to the music. I think it's really cool. Um, now what do you, what's your, what's your take on streaming? Cause I know a lot of musicians, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of contemporaries um, have, have very mixed opinions on this, on streaming because as you mentioned, like people put out spend tons of money putting out their albums and sometimes it goes, sometimes it doesn't. Because our, our world, the Jewish world is not like the secular world where someone puts in money towards your album and front flips the bill for you. And then you go out there and, and, and they try to, and try to sell the records. It's the opposite. You guys are putting all your money in there and now streaming's pretty much killed that. Uh, so what, what, what do you think about the whole streaming and streaming system? Like, you know, Spotify and all these other places. Right. Look, at the end of the day, I think that uh, Hashem guides things where they need to be. There's a lot of things in life that we all disagree with and agree with. Um, you know, what we, maybe we would do it differently. But at the end of the day, the way the world is now and the way that Hashem has made it, which is obviously for the best, is that, you know, streaming exists type of thing. And, and this is the most efficient way for And this is really the world we're living in in a more broad sense. You know, people kind of can access everything in a second type of thing. So I think it would... I definitely think that's the reality. And I think it's good. I think that people can access music quickly and that's, that's really what we need in our generation. Obviously, as an artist, it would be great if you, know, you could make a little bit of money off each song if that was the goal. Right. At the same time, Hashem, Hashem has different plans. Hashem right. has different plans. So there's other ways and Hashem sends money from where he sees it's appropriate. Well, there you go. That, that's, a good out, that, that, that's a great outlook on it. Um, now, what are the plans for, for future works? Do you have any songs that you've already written that are in the works? 
Baruch Hashem got quite a few songs, yeah, quite a few songs coming again. Some beautiful things, some deep songs, some meaningful, very meaningful messages. Um, but we wait to see. Please go on in time to come. That's great. And now you said your brother-in-law, he's taking more of a backseat role in the producing side of things and the, man, and the mixing side of things. Why didn't he want to keep performing? So, you know, there's really just different personalities and people with different gifts and different um, passions about what to do in life. So, I mean, I have to tell you, I can say this myself because um, he's not with me now and <laughs> I'm not saying it in front of him. But, if, uh, but I have to tell you that he, his level of intricacy and production and kedusha and professionalism that goes into making a song is, un, is, is, is un, unreal. And I, I've seen it with my own eyes. I mean, as you can hear just from the music, but there's a lot more to that. You know, I mean, the music is great and amazing. It's got a very different flavor, you know, especially uh, what we're trying to introduce like into the Jewish music world. Um, but at, this, you know, at the same time, it comes from such a place of Kedusha. You know, sometimes we'll have a conversation about something, some, some Torah piece or something, about, you know, or a message is going on about something, some person's sick, and then suddenly he'll be like, you know, I've got this song, which is absolutely incredible. And um, when it comes from a place of Kedusha, you can just feel it. But in terms of the performing, that's really, you know, and it's been from the beginning. That was, you know, when, when we started Derech Hachim, it's just, a, it just kind of, we, we noticed over time this would be, it would be better to go on this route, specifically because of this reason, you know. I mean, my brother-in-law just realized he, he's, he just absolutely loves composing and producing and doing everything there. And he's phenomenal at it. And for my side, I'm actually like, um, that's not really what I enjoy as much. You know, I'm, I'm involved to whatever extent I have to be involved. What I love the most is just getting out there, having those songs and performing and working together with Amistral, making people happy and doing the live performances. So yeah, we just kind of uh, realized one day it's actually just better to do it this way and it will get everybody further and bring more Kiddush Hashem to the world um, in this way. So that's really what's happening. Yeah. Halavai, I just have to tell you, he's, uh, he's, involved, he's involved in, in other, in real estate and other things. Um, if he, if he was, if he had, you know, if we, if we had the ability, the money, um, from his point of view, he, he absolutely loves it. He devotes um, his time to doing this all the time. And um, for other artists too, you know, it's just because we realize also we'd love to be able to help other people also um, and, you know, work at that. Nice. This is, so uh, is, is this your, you're not your full-time job, is it? We'll see what happens, but uh, <laughs> I do it a lot. I'm, I'm, I am doing it a lot. Um, I'm also involved at um, a school here in South Africa. I do quite, quite a bit of teaching. And uh, I'm also involved in one of the shuls and also do quite a bit of teaching there. So I've, I've got quite a full package at the moment, which is good. It's all brochas. Um, but we'll see. This is certainly where I see my, um, if you ask me what's one of the main reasons I've been created in my eyes, I don't know what Shem has in, in, in his plans, but in my eyes, I certainly see this as uh, nothing comes close to when it comes to playing music and inspiring people through this way for my personal tough kid. That's great. Now, now let me ask you, you mentioned, we were talking about how the music comes from a place of Kedusha and it comes from um, a very special place and helps inspire. What's your take on music nowadays by secular counterparts? What do you mean? Like when you have a Jewish song that's kind of got non-Jewish flavors? Um, yeah, that or when something's directly, when you, when you hear a song and you can tell, and yeah, and you hear this been pretty much been copied from its non-Jewish counterpart and they just add um, Torah words. <laughs> so lots to say. Could speak for hours. Um, you got to top off and free on that one. What's that? We had, I had Alvin Freed on the show. We talked about this for a while also. So you got to top him. 
Yeah, okay, no, I'm from Frida. I can't have what he's done for the world. Unbelievable. I certainly can't, can't even tell him to top him about that. So I'm not, tr- not trying to do that, but I'll just add my own, uh, my own, what comes to me from this. Um, I'll tell you the following. I think, I think there's always, in any question in Yiddishkeit, I think there's always two things. The one is halacha, and the one is the hashkafa of it. So, the first thing always in Yiddishkeit, doesn't matter what sect you belong to, whether you're the very Kharif Haredi type of person, the Tilumi, Chassidisha, whatever you are, mm-hmm. halacha always comes first. And if, uh, for another time, I'm not going to give you a whole shira now, but uh, I mean, even from all the sources, it doesn't matter how much um, a person's got to connect to Hashem. The halacha always comes first um, for many different reasons. Right. So if, so if halachically there is something wrong, for example, I'm just take, taking it to the absolute extreme, let's just say, that a woman's singing or mm-hmm. something like that. Although maybe there's certain itinerary, maybe some will find enough it's recorded music, whatever. Obviously, one should ask a personal side if that's a very big need or somebody's ill or whatever it is. But under normal circumstances, that's, there's a halachic problem with that, which, mm-hmm. you know, how, however much potential Kiddush Hashem could come from that. Once it's against halacha, it's a mitzvah ba'avera. It's really not meant to be, you know. So one should never do that. One should never do that if it's against halacha. Um, however, there's many areas which are not against halacha, which are, you know, for example, listening to a, non, a non-Jewish song. Again, now, if, if, if the non-Jewish song has outright words of um, something that's ansanua, which unfortunately for the most part does exist, um, for the most part, um, so now that's actually against halacha because one's not allowed to, just like one's not allowed to watch, uh, you know, a very unclean movie uh, right. because that's against halacha. In the same way, listening to unclean words is right. actually against halacha because it causes thought. So that's obviously nothing to talk about. So now, if when it, when it comes though to 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 using different styles, that's that I see as as something Hashem's given to the world. You know, it's almost like. Again, different takes and different views. I see that, you know, and I'm, um, I'm, I think for the, let's say, for our type of culture speaking on a, on, on a, you know, this type of conversation, I think that the things that, there's certain things we have to completely stay away from in the world. Right. Completely, you know, stay away from. But there's certain things that we can just use to uplift. So, for example, you know, a cell phone. One can take two approaches. One can say no cell phones because of the potential dangers. And sometimes one has to take that approach. On the other hand, one can say, no, it can be used for good. And, you know, using the appropriate filters, etc. what's required by halacha, and you can work with that. So the same with music. You know, one, you have these phenomenal equipment. I mean, everything in today's day and age, you're doing from MIDI. You don't even need instruments and things like that. But it actually right. sounds, you know, it sounds even better than the instrument. So, so for one to kind of say, like, you know, that's... Um, that's a little bit secular. I disagree with that. If it, unless it has, you know, they are, I'll, I'll just add one more point here. Mm-hmm. There are some songs that have almost like a, like you can almost, it's a little bit of a feeling in the lave. Again, like you just feel a certain sense of tumor. You can feel it. There's certain yes. types of music, certain types of styles of music. And so obviously this will be subjective, um, but one can almost feel a certain sense of tumor. You know, so then obviously, then I would say stay away from it. But if one can bring the beauty, the different styles, I mean, again, different Makosa can bring um, of what they used to do in the base of Mikdash. You know, there's a certain Gomorrah which speaks about a certain instrument they had. And somebody suggested to me that's kind of like a synthesizer that we have in today's day and age. And um, making all the, diff- the ability to make all the different sounds and everything like that. Right. Um, yeah. I'm, there's so much to say here, but I'll just stop there. Otherwise, I'm going to speak for the next hour. <laughs> 
No, that's okay. No, you you brought up very interesting points, and it's very true. And I always I always like to get at people's um, people's takes on this because it's something that I find is increasingly um, happening in the music world, and it's just it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see how because our music is so kadosh. Music is so many, so much kadusha to it. And every time, and every time you create something, exactly how you've been saying is like it's all it's all siat And every time you write a new piece, every time you create something, it it all it all comes from Hashem. And to add that other stuff into it, it's kind of like it's like it's it's shvach, you know. It's like why, you know? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Again, one has to find that line of right. being being able to be being able to kind of say, look, that is to kind of against the values that we have in Yiddishkeit, so rather don't do that thing. Whereas at the same, whereas at the same time, not kind of throw everything out and say, right. you know, we, we can't, you, we have to stay in the 60s with our music because otherwise it sounds slightly secular. I think that Hashem has given third, certain things, that, certain gifts that we have, we right. have to use them because he's put them here for a purpose. But like you're saying, it is a fine line. And this yeah. is why there's a big raid about music and many other topics in Yiddishkeit. Indeed. Well, Ruven, you've really, you've really enlightened us. And we, it's so it's so fun that we get to talk to you all the way from South Africa. And I'm sure everybody who's, gonna, who's listening to this episode is going to really enjoy it. Because you know, you're a great guy. You're, you're, you're upbeat. You're, and your, your personality is, is fantastic. And it shows in your performances, it shows in your music. And did you ever think that your newest song would, would be this successful? Baruch Hashem. Firstly, thank you for your really, really, really kind words. I appreciate it. I think I have to speak to you more often. It gives such beautiful chizuk. Really appreciate it. I try. Um, so, thank you so, so much. Um, did I th- think the song would be this successful? So the song came again from a place of the song and this whole project. It didn't just come like one day, you know, woke up overnight and like, yeah, something fancy. It came from a lot of tefillah and a lot of planning and a lot of, you know, connection to Hashem. So again, one never knows what's going to be, but yeah, certainly the feeling was and is um, that it's not, not meant to be just something, you know, just put out as a one just little video to be enjoyed by a few people. There's a very, very long and far vision, but at the same time, um, we know that every single moment it's completely from Hashem's hands, 100%. So yeah, waiting to see whatever Hashem wants with it. That's amazing. Well, Ravine, again, it was a pleasure having you on our show. And I really look forward to seeing more great stuff come from you guys. Um, and now, I guess, mainly from you, but on, on the front end of it. But still, nonetheless, Derek Hachim still lives. And Ruvain Garber presses on. So it was a pleasure having you. And I look forward to hearing more good things. Thanks so much Zisha, for coming on. thank you. But before you end the conversation, I just want to take a second just to say to you, kola kavod for what you're doing. This is, a, this is something incredible, um, you know, being able to just bring together so many of these issues, so many people. And I want to give you a bracha that Hashem, Bezrat Hashem, blesses you. Firstly, in terms of the show, that you just be matzliach and mamash go mechayl, chayl. As oh, well as just in all the endeavors, all the amazing endeavors that you do, Hashem, just shower a tremendous siyat adishmaya, Bezrat Hashem. Amen. Thank you so much. Wow. Wowie, we wow. Well, that was incredible. And again, thanks for coming, and we look forward to hearing more good things. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simcha the Podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook. 
follow us on Instagram at Ghosts and Collide. And don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, go Simcha!